When I was 10 years old, okay, a little before I turned 10, my family moved to Houston, Texas from Louisiana. What was interesting about this move was my father went from owning a truck stop, which I've talked about before, to now being an executive at an oil company in downtown Houston. My neighborhood was like basically the size of the town I had grown up in. I went from three acres to a yard that only had a pool and it was a rental. We were really excited to have a pool, obviously. But I tell you what, I started missing the three acres really fast. I was in a new elementary school. It was the summer before fifth grade. My dad now had a commute. Like, what was that? You know, like all of the things changed. So many things changed. One of the really interesting things is that my father was now on a board at this new company with George W. Bush. At the time, George W. Bush, his father was the president of the United States. Now, none of us knew that George W., in case you got to say it that way if you're in Texas, George W. was going to grow up <laughs> and be the president as well. Because at the time, it was impressive that his dad was president of the United States. So I always tell this story. My parents... <laughs> I don't know if I tell it correctly, but you know what? We're going to let 10-year-old Olivia tell this story because this is my memory. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's something interesting about when you tell a story from the perspective of the age that you were. Do I get the story correct? I'm going to tell you I'm not sure. <laughs> I don't really know. As an adult, at this point in my life, I don't really care. You know what I mean? So here's how the story goes. We were going to Washington, D.C., and President Bush Sr. was the president. So my father goes up to George W. Bush, downtown Houston, in the office that they would have these board meetings in, and he said to him, hey, we're going to D.C. I think you should give us tickets to your dad's house. And he's like, the White House? And he's like, yes. Here's what's fascinating, and here's what you need to know about my father. My dad is the guy that can get a front row space in a blocked parking lot. You know what I mean? Like, they're not even letting people in, and they're like, oh, yes, oh, come in. And not only that, he gets the front row spot. You know what I mean? And then he gets out of the car, and then he gets front row tickets to whatever it is that he was there for, or whatever it is. My mom always says that my dad was born under a lucky star. So George W. Bush connects my father to the White House somehow. I don't know if we had actual tickets in hand. I don't know if it was something where we like, you know, like we show up and like our name is on a list. Okay, maybe that's it. That sounds right. That sounds like that would be a thing. So we get to D.C. and we get to the White House and we, in fact, get a VIP tour of the White House. Like we had a little bit of a private situation going on. Now, how exclusive was this? I don't know. I really don't. This is where it gets a little muddy because I remember that we were supposed to have drinks with the president, George Bush. Like we were supposed to go into a, a room and the, the adults were going to have cocktails and us as children were going to, I don't know, have juice. What would you serve a kid? And the story in my head goes like this. 
George Sr. had to get into the presidential helicopter and fly away because he had to then go on to Air Force One to fly to Poland because something catastrophic with Poland happened. I feel like it was a political thing. I like I don't like there wasn't like a war. Was there like a Polish war in the 90s? I don't I feel like there wasn't a thing. Well, this had to be what? This was 88. Uh, this was 87. I'm sorry. This was 87. All right. So I look at Poland 87. So that is what I remember of my special, my specialness with the president of the United States. As we are all listening, as the, the country is collectively holding our breath <laughs> for what this presidential election will hold for all of us, I do not know. But I do know this. I interviewed my daughter and I just want to, I want to ask everybody for some grace in this interview because she talks as a 10 year old and she's really articulate. I don't think I understood how intelligent she was until this interview. And it's funny because the story I just shared, I was 10 and the story that you will hear today is from a 10 year old. And I want you to keep in mind, this is a 10 year old's perspective. Of course, she's being formed by the people around us. And by us, I mean me and my husband and everyone that we've brought into her life. And of course, she has the perspective of a 10-year-old. I thought about cutting some pieces out to protect her. And, you know, it's sad that I am a little hesitant to let her speak as herself. I really think it's a great interview. I really think she nails it. I really think she's fantastic. But there are moments that I'm like... (gasps) Oh no, people are going to freak out when they hear that, you know? So I'm just asking mother to human, please, with a grain of salt, remember she's 10 and um, she's living in a pandemic very much so. She hasn't left this house, but I'm really proud. I'm really proud of her. I'm really proud that I got to go on a VIP tour of the White House when I was 10. And I'm really, really proud and excited And I hope that this brings some positive and different energy to the world as we navigate this really difficult time in history, no matter what happens today as Americans. I really would love for you to listen with an open heart and open ears to a really sensational story who I just happen to call and know as Kana Harrison. I am so excited to present to the world my incredible, amazing, beautiful, fantastic, stupendous, best guest I've ever had, my 10-year-old daughter, Kana Harrison. Welcome, Kana Harrison. Hello. Hi. (laughs) Kana, so you're 10. Yes. How's that going? Pretty, actually awesome. You like being 10? Yeah, it's pretty fun. Why do you like being 10? Tell me something that has made being 10 better than any other year you have experienced in your long life. You get to brag about being in the double digits. (laughs) Is that really a thing? Yes, it actually is. That's a big thing is to brag about. It is. What's so great about double digits? Because can I just tell you something from sitting where I am? I have been double digits a long time. So like, what is the thing? What is the great appeal? Why? Um, as a 10 year old, you first go into double digits and like, I feel like people just think you're so cool when you're in double digits. I don't know why. So it's kind of upped your coolness is what you're saying. Yes. 
Let me ask you this. Are you in an interesting part of your life where you've got one foot in childhood and you've got another foot, you can kind of see the whole preteen situation coming down the road. Like you're not quite a preteen, but you're not like a baby. Like what is that like to kind of straddle? You're not yet a young adult, right? You're still a kid, but you kind of have these two spaces that you're kind of, do you feel like you're already navigating? Are you already trying to figure those places out? Yeah, I mean like, it definitely is different being 10. I don't know why. It's just different. Like, I have no clue why, but you just feel different. Like, I've never felt like I was, like, whenever it was, like, my seventh birthday, I never felt like I was seven. I always thought I was six. Like, I always felt like that. But being 10, you feel 10. I don't know why. It's just different so do you feel you're saying you feel older yes you feel older yes okay so with feeling older do you feel like a little kid anymore or do you feel like it's like it should be called like old kid yeah i don't feel like a little kid you don't feel like a little kid no. but you don't feel like a teenager yeah so what are you i mean the term is preteen when you're 10 are you 11 and 12 yes i thought it was 11 no it's Preteen is 10, 11, and 12. You're telling me you're now officially a preteen. I've been a preteen for a year. Well, yes. Not quite a year. Well, basically a year. Not basically a year. It was, you turned 10 <laughs> in May. What is it? What are you, like coronavirus? You're like making time not exist? What is going on? Okay, technically it was like eight months ago. Okay. Listen, here's the deal. You're telling me you're a preteen. What does that even mean? Does that mean you can't like little kid things anymore? Like I remember being even a teenager and confused by still liking things that I liked that were little. Like what? Like TV shows? Yes. TV shows specifically. I really liked Strawberry Shortcake because all of her, the heads. I love Strawberry Shortcake. I I like the show a lot like I don't know why as like a four-year-old she used to be like my idol but I I've never really had one of her dolls I've only had like one and I love the smell I know right it's so good it's so good it's so good <laughs> so what do you like what what shows do you like that I introduced you to from my childhood that you did yeah that I did. Not that's not that's happening right now. Not like Gravity Falls and Daniel Tiger. Oh yeah. Yeah, but that was in my childhood. But I do love Daniel Tiger. Sesame Street. You like Sesame Street? Yes. Hmm. Um, the Muppets. Yes. Um what else? I can think I like Mickey Mouse. I don't know why. I just I like him. I love the song Hot Diggity Dog. It's very catchy. <laughs> From, uh, what is the name of that show? Mickey Mouse. <laughs> it's Mickey Mouse. Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. Yeah. What other Mickey Mouse is there? Well, there used to be the Mouseketeers. You don't even know about that. Oh, I do know about that. Because they made a new version. Mm -hmm. That's kind of the Mouseketeers. That was when I was in high school. And they like race cars. I don't remember that. 
I can think of your two favorite shows on the planet, and they come from my generation, both of them. And you watch them with your older brother. They're your favorite shows ever. One takes place, and we brought... Actually, on family vacations, we have brought you to both of these places. One's in San Francisco, and one is in... Kansas or Nebraska or I don't know some state. I know the one from San Francisco. San Francisco. <laughs> okay. Is it Full House? Yes. Okay, Zachary doesn't like Full House. Oh. That's why I was confused. Zach does not like um, Full House. But you do. Well, he kind of does. It's okay. I love it. I I love Full House and Fuller House. You love that show. Who do you love on the show Full House? DJ. Or I, on Fuller House, I really like CJ. Because yes. I like to be called CJ. That's true, you do. I, I I don't know why. I just, ever since I watched that, like, I love the name CJ. But that's not your initials. No, it's not. My initials are CK. Yeah. CKH. And Zach is ZJ. So we're so close. I know, it's like. Oh! I let you down. I named you wrong. Yeah. <laughs> One letter off. One letter off. You could have named me Jonah. Yes, I should have done that. Kana yes. Jonah. Yes. Next time. Kana Joe. Kana like Joe. Like Donna Joe. Like on Full House. Now we're full circle. Yes. <laughs> exactly. What's your other favorite show? I of all time. They live on a prairie. You're killing me, small. <laughs> You're killing me, Smalls. Okay. Um, it's um Little House on the Prairie. Little House on the Prairie is the best show ever. And your 17-year-old brother will watch it with you in the car. He loves it. Sometimes. Most of the time, yeah. What do you love about it? I don't know. I've just always liked... um. Laura? Laura. <laughs> I couldn't remember her name. I could tell. Um, I really like Carrie. Carrie, I like her. I don't know why. She's very cute in the, in the show. Um, I don't know if she actually, like, is a real person. Like, if she used to be a real person. But I love her in the show. She's adorable. Um, but I really, what I really like about the show is that... It's a true story, most of it, and that, like, I like, it's weird, like, they have a lot of bad parts in their life, and then, after that, it's, like, amazing, and I just, like, I don't know, it's just, it's a really good show, it's, like, an old school, old school show that I really like. So let's talk a little bit about that. Like, you do like the reality of it. You like how the show portrays a real family during a really trying time. You are 10 years old growing up in a pandemic. Yeah. That's crazy. Because you know what? A lot of adults are talking about kids, how kids are dealing with the pandemic, what they think about COVID-19, all sorts of stuff. But you even have an, an extra layer than most children mm -hmm. because you've got a parent who has some medical issues. That would be me. I'm a diabetic, right? I have type mm -hmm. two diabetes. You've had to grow up with a parent with chronic illness. Mm -hmm. My weight loss, my 
depression, my anxiety, my diabetes. You've been through it all, kid, and you're only 10. <laughs> How does that affect you, Kana? How does it, let's start there. How does it affect you to have a parent with chronic illness? Um, it's definitely different, um, than most things because you have to take that extra step of being careful. Um, like right now, if I were to get COVID right now, it would be very bad if I was around you and I knew I had COVID but I just was like around you because diabetes lowers your strength. And so it will just like, it'll be worse for you. So it's just really, it's hard to have someone in your life who you do have to take an extra step for. You do have to just go the extra mile to, you know what, I'm going to a friend's house, I'm just going to wear, you know, face shield, face mask, and gloves. Because, like, it's not that hard to have someone in your life who does have medical problems, but people... People who don't have people in their life are like, it's super easy. You just, you don't even have to do anything. And they're wrong because you do have to take an extra step, but you don't have to go like full hazmat suit. So it's just, it's different, definitely. It is. What about like when there isn't COVID-19, when there isn't a pandemic, what is it, is it challenging is it different having a parent with chronic illness? And in all fairness, you have a parent who has multiple chronic illness. So is that challenging even without a pandemic? It definitely is. Why? In what way? Um, just because like with flu, with anything really, it could like lower your health and it could make you get more sick than maybe me having strep throat is a lot different than you. Okay, so besides like an illness, like just like your your psyche, like mm-hmm. your your mental health, mm-hmm. you as Kana, mm-hmm. is it difficult having a parent? Yes. Why? Because you're always thinking, if I get this, it's my fault if they get hurt or if they like get sick. Um. So like you think you know, oh no, maybe like I get this and then she's going to get sick and then it's going to be bad. So the burden of me getting ill, is Mm -hmm. that the biggest burden about me having chronic illness? Is just that, Mm -hmm. me getting more sick? Yeah. Really? Mm Mm-hmm. You don't think it stops me from being a parent or doing things? I mean... Forget the sickness part. It's harder for you, definitely. I, I understand that. It's definitely harder Because, I mean, you go through a chronic illness and it just doesn't stop. That's what chronic is. So, it used to be a lot harder than it is now, your chronic illness. I think it definitely does take away 
from really just like it definitely is harder to parent in your situation because I think it's just like I need to make sure that you know I can do this and I can do this but your body sometimes isn't ready for it do you think it's made you more independent yes having a parent yes okay but I think that's a good thing and a bad thing can be good in situations where maybe I'm all alone and something happens wrong. I will know what to do. Or, but in the bad situation, maybe all my family gets together and I'm like, you know what? It's fine. Because like, I know how to be alone and I've been alone. So it's weird, definitely. It's it's a lot different than having a normal parent parent or whatever. So how how do you think that's helped you during this pandemic? I mean, you're 10 years old, you're in quarantine. You're still, I would say, probably the most quarantine kid I know because of me. Mm-hmm. So what is this like? What is your perspective about this whole pandemic, Kana? It's it's crazy because I have people that I know that um, aren't taking it probably as serious as they should be. Um, And I feel like, you know what? Just put on the mask. It's not a big deal. It's just a little thing that you have to do on your face. Like... Sure, maybe you did your makeup out of habit today, but like, you know what? Whatever. It's okay. Just put on the mask. You're risking, sometimes you can be risking your life if you don't go the extra step. It's not even an extra step. It's literally just putting something behind your ears. So you think that because you've had to grow up with a parent with chronic illness, Mm -hmm. maybe you look at things a little differently. Yes. Than other kids. I think... That I probably, out of all my, like, out of everyone that I know, all my friends, I definitely understand this a lot more. Because it's not that foreign. You've had to stop your life before. Or change or adjust. And I, like, have learned what this actually is. And I just feel like, Everybody's making it a lot harder than it needs to be. That's your pers- that's your perspective? Yes. Hmm. Okay. I feel like people are like so angry about a tiny piece of fabric that they have to use to keep themselves safe that I mean it's just getting out of control. How do you know this? <laughs> Because y'all guys have talked to me. Y'all guys are very open. Because we've discussed it. Yes. Because we have to take the extra measures Mm -hmm. when we're out. And you see people who aren't. Mm -hmm. Is that confusing? No. It's not. You don't mind? No, I don't. You don't mind looking different or having to do something differently? I want to wear the mask. So let me ask you this. Let's talk about, besides masks, which... (laughs) I didn't know that's where that was going to go. 
what is it like as a 10 year old in quarantine? Like as a kid, like talk to me as a kid, how has it changed your life? You know, before we stepped into quarantine, how was your life back then to now? Back before COVID, I, like, I used to see my friends almost every single day because we had them in our, like, they were in our neighborhood. And I used to go to them for sleepovers, like, every weekend and playdates every day. And now I have not seen um, those friends in over... I would say nine, like 10 months to a year because of COVID. And um, it's just really hard because as a kid, that's what you're supposed to do. You're, you're supposed to go over to your friends every day. You're supposed to play with people. And it's really hard not being able to. Is that what you miss the most? Yeah. Yeah. It really is. What is the best thing that has come out of this time period that maybe not just quote unquote the best, mm-hmm. that but like is a little shocking? Like you weren't like, huh, I didn't see that coming. Like I um I really think I mean, getting I do get to play with my friends because like I play um video games with them. And I didn't think that I was going to get into, like, playing video games during COVID. But I was actually really shocked that I liked any video games. Which, it doesn't seem shocking, but it really is to me. Because I was not a person who played video games. I'm also pretty shocked that I got into biking. I really like biking and exercising. And I think that's been, like... Really weird. I thought it was going to be really lazy during COVID. And I bike like every day, like two or three miles, I would say. And I am very shocked. Really? Yeah. What about as our family? Has there been anything positive or shocking? Um, I've gotten to be with my family a lot more. And I think I've gotten better relationships with everyone. And... That's really fun. And I've gotten to, I mean, like, I've gotten to play with my brother a little more. Like, I got to, we both like this um, video game, and so I love to play it with him. So we play that sometimes whenever he doesn't have schoolwork for my school. But, yeah, I think I've gotten a lot closer with everyone in my family. So. What are you the, what are you the most, like, kind of concerned about when this whole thing is over of losing, you know, like of the good things that have come out of quarantine. Is there anything that you're like, oh, I'm kind of worried about going back. Are you worried about going back at all to normal, quote unquote, Um, normal life? The only thing that like I'm worried about isn't like, it's like, I feel like it's just COVID's gonna come right back immediately because people are going to be like yes we're finally free and no one's going to get the antidote and then everything's just going to come back and we have to quarantine again but I'm also kind of scared that maybe I won't 
uh, I know my cousins are gonna go back to school and they've been on online school so I probably won't get to play um, video games with them. Oh, so losing the mm-hmm. the online relationships. Yeah. Are you excited about getting back to real life relationships? Yes, definitely. Very much so. I want to have sleepovers with my cousins every day and have play dates with them all the time. So that's what you miss the most. Yeah. So Kana, let's go into another controversial subject. There's a big thing happening when this airs, which will be, so I guess I could just say today, November 3rd. We're, we're actually recording not on November 3rd, but if people are listening on November 3rd, what is the big thing that's about to happen in this country politically? The election day. What election? The presidential election. Yeah. So without getting controversial. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Because we really, I really like people to, that's not the point of this yes. podcast. Right? I would like to know your overall thoughts about how the grown-ups are handling this election from where you sit. Um, I don't know much about the election. I know that a lot of people are getting angry about it. And I think it's pretty childish. Everyone, I think some people are being pretty childish about this. Um, some of the candidates are being childish, I think. Um, I don't think that we should have made it this, like, we've made it so much more than it actually, like, has to be. It's been, I mean, I just, like, I like to watch shows, and I, I'll see ads for the thing. One day I saw... Don't vote for this person. And the next day, I see an ad for the same person saying, vote for this person. He'll save your life. And it's just, I don't really know what to think. It's just, I think a lot of people are just being pretty childish. And a lot of people are being good about it. It's very confusing. Do you think the adults are confused? I bet some of them are. Yeah? Yeah. Do you think it's a lot to handle as an adult? Like, are you, how do you feel about being a a kid during all of this, right? There's a lot going on in the world. Are you glad you're a kid? Or do you wish you were an adult? Do you feel bad for adults? Where do you, how do you see it? I definitely wish I was not a kid. Really? Yes, because I've, um, people in my life, um, that... Two families are together, and it's just really hard to watch, like, being at places with both the families and then seeing them, like, be together. It's really hard to watch and me not be able to play with them. So, I just think, like, I wish I was an adult, but I feel like, also, I wish I was a teenager because... Adults have a lot to handle, and kids get sad. But teenagers, I feel like, would be a lot easier because they 
like I would probably be going to the same school with people that were teenagers and I feel like I would just have all their numbers in my phone and I would be able to call them like the people that I do have numbers with I don't actually call that much and I feel like calling is a lot better and I just feel like a teenager wouldn't get like as emotional about it does that make sense like I just yeah you know, it's the best space to be yeah so you don't really feel bad for the adults but you don't feel good for them either yeah <laughs> okay so let me ask you about this you you're being raised in a pretty religious home and the fact that you've grown up going to church your mom is a speaker yeah. right you've grown up going to retreats and conferences mm-hmm. and watching your mom on stage you've hopped on stage with me before yes i have right you meet some pretty interesting people some you know other speakers and a lot of adults you live in a pretty adulty world that's not a word <laughs> good thing i'm homeschooling you adultish oh thanks kata <laughs> Okay, so, but you've met a lot of adults who also do the work that I do. Yeah. What is your take on this whole religious thing? Because right now you're a kid and you're getting drugged to all this stuff, right? But what do you believe? I believe in, um, I mean, I believe in what my entire family believes in. I feel like it's the right thing. I feel like our religion is the only true religion. Um, but I think that no matter what religion you are, it doesn't change your worth or your beliefs or your faith. Why? Because I don't like really no it's just i feel like it's the first religion and it's the religion that god has told people to be in and that this is the thing the religion that we're supposed to be in because i just i feel called to this religion I don't know why. It's just... Okay, so you're talking about the Catholic faith. And you're yes. talking about the fact that we believe that Jesus Christ gave the, yes. the keys to Peter. And he's the first pope. And yeah. the Catholic Church is recognized as the first Christian yes. denomination. Just to clear up a couple of things. <laughs> um, but tell me more about, like, what do you actually believe as far as God goes? Do you believe in God? I, and why? I believe in God because... Without God, I don't, this world wouldn't have happened. He died on the cross for us so we could live in a good world. And, you know, it's not the best world right now, but God has done this for a reason and there will be a happy ending. That's what you believe. I believe that he will always protect you if you believe in him. But how does that answer people who get COVID and die? Did he not protect them? No, it's, it's not, he didn't protect, he, 
he did protect you. He thinks that this is a good time for you to go, and you might um, think that it's not, but he he really does know what is good for you. He has created us. He has he died to make us live. So what do you think about death? I'm not scared of dying. You're not? No. Why? Because I know that God has, he will tell me this is your time. This is the right time to go. And that he will always protect me. And that I believe that I will go to heaven. So do you think it's a negative thing when someone dies? Like, you know how the world, the world kind of makes death seem horrible. Right. And bad. Mm -hmm. Like it's an evil thing that's happening to us. I don't think it's bad. You don't. So you're not afraid of it. No. This is interesting. I had no idea. I'm afraid of the way I'll die, but I'm not afraid of dying. Okay. Okay. That's, listen, that's very fair. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to die by fire. Yeah, that seems bad. Or by cooked in boiling oil. Those are two things we could put on the top of the list. <laughs> Kana, what is it that you want to do with your life? I want to just make a difference in the world with my life. I want to do something that will help people. Why? Because I don't, I want, I kind of want to be a doctor so stuff like this doesn't happen to other people because I have gone through this and I am going through it. So I don't want this to happen to anybody else. The pandemic? Or any virus. Any disease? Any disease. Okay. Why do you think you were created? I mean, God has created a bunch of people. Yeah. I mean, like, I can't even do the math. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. So why in the world was he like, yeah, but you know what? I got to make this one more. I got to make Cana. Why are you here? I don't know. I feel like God put me on this earth for a very good reason. And I also think that it was to help people in need and to change, like this might be a little dramatic, but change the world in a sense. Because the fact that I was born is a miracle. And the fact that any, that the fact that you were born, you specifically, is a miracle. I mean, it's, it's definitely an honor to be born. Um, because, I mean, it's just like, when you actually think about the world and how it was created and how stars were created, how you were created, every time I do that, I get lost and my head starts to hurt. Like, literally, God didn't want us to know everything. He doesn't want us to know everything in one day. 
when we go to him, he will explain everything and that will get stuck in your head because you, you won't be on earth and it'll be a lot easier to know. That's interesting. Do you think about this stuff a lot or really not at all? I think about it a lot. You do? I do. Do you have a really close relationship with God? Like, do you pray a lot? I don't. Do you talk to him a lot? I talk to him sometimes. I don't... I've been talking a lot because, like, I've been scared. I mean, it. everybody's probably scared because, I mean, it's a pandemic. You don't know when you're going to get it. You don't know if you are going to get it. So I've been talking to him, like, I would say five times a month. Five times a month? Mm Mm-hmm. You don't talk to him every day? I don't. Really? What stops you from talking to God every day? I really don't know. Nothing. I mean, like, I have a lot of free time. I could totally do it. It's just I forget a lot. You forget. What? I know that's like not an, a good excuse. I know it shouldn't be an excuse, but I don't know. It's just, I don't know. That's your reality. You're a human being. Yeah. Is it something that you want to work on? Yes. Why? Because I feel like you should have a good relationship with God. Um, and I want to know God I want to have a good relationship with him because I feel like he will help me when I need him to help me if I pray to him or if I talk to him so I just feel like I should get a better relationship with him so Kana I ask a question to my guests but I'm going to kind of alter it for you the way that I'm going to ask you what gets in your way from hearing God in your life? That's a hard question. I mean, everything. Um, my friends, probably the most. School. Um, but, like, I do have a lot of free time, and I shouldn't be blocked from him. I feel like... That's, that, I think about that a lot, that I need to start praying, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to do it today, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk to him for like one hour, and then I just don't do it, and there's no excuse for not doing it, so I just, I, I just want to get better at praying. <laughs> Maybe it'll be like bike riding in the pandemic. Yeah. You know, something that the seems The pandemic hard. has gotten in my way, too. I feel like it's just... I don't know. It's weird. Does it consume your thoughts? Kind of. It's just always kind of there? Mm-hmm. Hmm. So, Kana, so much is going on in the world. Yeah. Right? What is some amazing nugget of hope or positivity or sunshine, something really great 
advice or a little pick me up or whatever coming from a kid this is your moment as a kid right right now you're 10 Mm -hmm. one day you won't be 10 what would you like the world to know this pandemic will stop and it will get better no matter what situation you're in god will always take care of you if you take care of your faith and I mean this will get better so you just have to be patient and it'll stop when it stops it'll stop when it stops what about about this um, election when people find out in the next coming in the next few hours, in the next few days, in the next week. I don't know. I mean, it's its a crazy time. What is your advice for whoever wins the presidential race mm-hmm. to the world, to America? What do you want them to know? Well, whoever gets picked will... Hopefully, we will get a new one in four years and you know if Trump gets picked and maybe you don't want him to get picked just think you can't get chosen for president more than two times so so that's a silver lining he'll be gone in four years <laughs> um okay but also no matter who gets picked so if Biden gets picked what's the if Biden gets picked I mean you either have to deal with it for four years or you have to deal with it for eight. So you're kind of saying, hey, guys, time. It's going to be over eventually. You can only get picked twice. So it's the same with the pandemic. Yeah. Be patient. You just have to be patient. Patience is the key for almost everything. Hmm. So that's your presidential advice. Be patient. Yes. Be patient. I'm not going to ask you who you want to win. Because I don't want to do that to you because it's crazy out there. I... Don't tell me. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was about to say, I. you probably shouldn't ask me. No, I'm not. I don't... Yeah. Actually, I don't know. So I'll have to ask you off off camera um, what your thoughts on in that because I do mm-hmm. want to protect you. But Kana, I have to say, I love you tremendously. Yeah. I'm sure everybody wants to know, and I'm I'm being sarcastic when I say this. To wrap it up, what is it like having me as a mom? It's amazing. What? That is not what I expected you. Are you saying that because you're being taped? No. Why is it amazing? Because you're an awesome mom. Kana, you're going to make me cry. (laughs) You are so sweet. Thank you. I think you're an awesome kid. Thank you. (laughs) I know I am. (laughs) Kana. All right, Missy Miss. I love you very much. I'm sorry I'm not a traditional mom. You know what? Our flaws make us better. And they make us us. We're going to leave with that. Our flaws make us better and they make us us. Everybody, this is my kid, Kana Harrison, 10 years old. And I have to say, the best little girl on the planet that I know. I love you. Give me a kiss. Thank you, Kana, for joining me. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Well, thank you so much for listening to Talk To Me. 
with Liv Harrison, the stories behind their success. I am so excited that this podcast has launched and I need your help. I need you to take a moment to subscribe. I need you to please share it on your social media platforms and with your friends and your colleagues and your kids. All right, maybe not your kids. And I need you to leave me a review and a rating, especially on Apple. I really need your help. So if you enjoyed it, come back. Do that by subscribing, by sharing, by passing the word around. And until then, I'll be listening for you. Okay, fine. You'll be waiting to hear from me. (laughs) Bye, you guys. See you next time. That was incredible. How do you feel? Good. That was a lot better than us trying. (laughs) Right?